0: Welcome to Spirit in the Schools, a show revealing the Holy Spirit through self-gift and education. And now, here's your host, Mr. Zach Coyle. Spirit in the Schools! Welcome back, listeners, to Spirit in the Schools, where we share stories from education that show God's presence and reflect on practical ways to respond in family life. I'm your host, Zach Coyle, principal of St. Vincent de Paul in Fort Wayne, Indiana, Today's episode is titled, Generosity Brings Life. We'll be looking at some generous donations of time and planning from St. Vincent's parents and leaders on our campus, and how life has indeed sprung up from that, and how this shows the fruit of the Holy Spirit, generosity. I am here today with four of our St. Vincent mothers from HASA, our Home and School Association, and other volunteers. Welcome Amy Tampa, Helen Rowe, Liz Arnold, and Robin Stefanis. Thanks so much for being with us.
1: Thanks for having us. Great to be here.
0: We are thrilled to have you. Thank you so much. So as I was saying, I have benefited personally from all the good that you've done on our community and are doing uh, literally right now, even even by being on the podcast with us. So thank you. And I want to thank you for some intentional programming uh, really aimed at spreading joy. So I thought there were a few uh, things there that would be really great for a listener to hear about. Amy, you are our current HASA president, so thank you for your ministry there. If somebody's never heard of a HASA, can you just explain a little bit about what HASA is and what they do for us.
1: Sure. HASA is our home and school association, similar to what other schools would have, PTO, PTA. So it's just our connection with the school to the parents and um, leading in that way.
0: That is great. And I thought one of our really fun events this year that we kind of had the Holy Spirit's grace with was our back-to-school night. I think everyone here was there. Were you all at, at Back to School Night? Just about everybody here just was there. Almost. Okay. <laughs> and sometimes it just doesn't work on on a con, you know on a calendar. There's a conflict. But Amy, what did um, HASA plan? You were a huge leader with this. I mean, just share that with our listeners.
1: Thanks. We had an, a fun, exciting idea brought to us that um, tis the season. We would do a Back to School Night tailgate party. Yes. So just a way to bring in these families who've really not had a chance to connect, not had a chance to make these friendships with their um, students parents and um, colleagues. So we threw together a fun night where we had yard games and there was a food truck and we had tents and just a time for these families to come together and have a good time. And that's just what it was.
0: I think it's so beautiful. And, you know, for a listener thinking about, well, you know, could my school actually have something like that? You know, we still had our back to school night programming. So we, you know, we had kind of an intro session and then everybody had a chance to meet their teachers, but even the teachers could join in once they were done, (laughs) you know, meeting with everyone, which was really fun. So Thank you. Uh, And there's definitely more about HASA I want to ask you about, but I want to welcome Robin again. Robin is our former HASA president, and you had the um, unique challenge, but also a grace, I think, of serving during that time when there were some serious COVID restrictions in play. But what were some of the things, and of course, you and I know them well, but just for the listeners, like what were some of the things HASA did in the last year or so that stand out in your mind?
2: I think what changed really with COVID, up until that point, we had done our normal Programming our normal events. And then when COVID came along, it was really important that we especially treated our staff um, to some little treats. So thinking back, um, Helen and I actually put together um, teacher appreciation gifts, and we hand-delivered them to their doors, a whole bunch of us, which was really, thinking Great. back, there special. was a whole bunch of community involved in that. Like Amy had donated some stuff Um Center Jewelry donated bracelets, and then we hand put all these bags together, and then we delivered them. Things like that during COVID were really important. Also, um, with hospitality, we had food trucks come out for the teachers. We What else did we do? We tried that? to do
3: some things um, every month to kind of just love on our teachers and show them, like, we see you. We weren't allowed in the building a whole lot, so we had, like, a coffee truck come one day, and they met us right outside the cafeteria. And just really know that even though we can't be in there, we're still— rooting for them. We're thankful for them. We love them. Um, We had a wine and cheese night at our fire pit outside of the Life Center. That's so great. Um, All donated by families that just wanted to say thank you to our teachers.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Helen, I really appreciate you just thinking about that particular wording that we see you. You know, how much of our life, sometimes Mm -hmm. the suffering that humanity has endured throughout these last years Mm -hmm. has been from an absence of that, that we're, we're just thinking of the need of the other and accompanying. So, I love that you use that wording. We see you is, is just important. So, well, and that that makes me think even just the other week. So one item that I think probably predates, but that you all intensified, I think, during that time was the snack cart. <laughs> right. And I love that our school, like anybody that knows St. Vincent's will know, oh, yeah, the snack cart, right? But I don't, before I was here, I never would have even imagined that that was a thing you would hear during the day, right?
2: Oh, you never had that at your previous school? You know, schools?
0: we had um, wonderful Folks like yourselves who mm-hmm. would donate different things, and, and there would maybe be something in the lounge or whatever. But to be intentional about literally moving the cart the around cart the building, is being right? chased
2: down the hallway. Right. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> like we look
3: like rock stars hey, in the well, yeah, building you with feel the staff. Like a rock star. Yes.
0: Well, and so the moment I was thinking about, so I've seen the cart, of course, all last year and now this year. But we just, as you all know, of course, we had Bishop Rhodes visiting. So for a listener from some other part of the country, Bishop Rhodes is our bishop here in Fort Wayne, South Bend. So he visited for a pastoral visit to the school. And we were up in the church for quite a while. And so uh, we were delayed getting back in, but you were all ready with the snack cart. And so the first thing I think he saw was this like amazing cart, right?
3: Yeah, decorated for the Feast of St. Vincent de Paul. Yeah, right.
0: Yeah. So that, I mean, I wish I could actually capture the visual, but to me, I, I think you literally made it taller. Is that, am, am I remembering that right? Like, I don't know how that happened. It
4: it's looked taller to me.
0: A
1: vision. Okay. Sure.
0: All right. Well, enough generosity brings enough life that you can actually see something right. grow, right? Yeah. No, we're, we're kidding on that one, but... Um, tell us a little bit about it. actually the snack card is just something that seems in one hand so simple, but is actually, I think really profound. And I think that's where the Lord is that sometimes we have these, these ideas that are actually fairly easy to execute, but bring a whole lot of love with them. And, and thank you. I think you all were sharing like loving on the teachers is, is another thought that was in your mind and, and goal in your heart. So how does it work? And, and again, we all know that, but for a listener, how do people actually supply the snack card? How does that, that all happen?
3: So we have a, a sign-up genius. We actually base it on a theme. Sometimes we'll do a breakfast theme or a sweet and salty theme or dessert. And then we just do a massive sign-up genius to send out to families. So it's really no cost to the school. We It always fills up. We get 100% donations. I think it's a easy way for families to get involved who can't come in and be um, present in the school. It feels like it gives them a voice to be part of um, serving the teachers and right. appreciating them. And so—
2: Our families are so generous, and we've had parents forget to sign up and drop stuff off on our doorsteps, text Mm -hmm. us throughout the week, like, what does the snack cart need? Um, I think it's one area that people really like, especially the ones that cannot volunteer in the classrooms, maybe because they're working or they have lots of little kids at home. It's one of those areas that we've definitely um, kind of perfected, I think, and we look forward to that snack cart.
0: Well, so that deepens my understanding of your collective generosity and that you're receiving these donations you know, at your homes, which I had not known previously. I mean, we'll we'll have people running in, in the morning with stuff, which is so great, you know. If somebody's like, Oh, but I forgot, and I have like sixteen baskets of and it's like great, bring it Thank up. Thank you, God. How <laughs> how are you actually sending this in right? Yeah, it's pretty awesome. But I thought there was something that the Lord actually probably intended to happen that the first really the first glimpse that our bishop had of our school was seeing that in motion. And actually, as the day went on, he didn't have a chance to ask me about it later. And he said, what was that with the cart? Like, he he didn't quite wear it that way, but tell me about the cart. And I'm like, oh, Bishop, this is just fantastic. So, you know, he was pretty wow. excited to see it. So that was cool, yeah. Well, thinking a little bit more about how Hasa, you know, the idea that generosity brings life. So the more we operate from a place of wanting to be generous, it seems that the Lord just opens up new doors, new ways to do that. And, you know, Amy, I'm gonna come back to you for a moment. Yeah. There was just something, again, that seems simple because you, you think about um, the stewardship needed for the HASA budget, but really has done something on, on daily life for our staff to really spread joy. So, you know, every school will go through this. We had a slight error made uh, with one of the budgeting items for the lunches, which affected not the overall lunch program, but just the staff lunch, which in terms of the you know overall impact on the budget, this is a pretty minor thing. However... It did need to be corrected, so it would mean that our teachers would owe uh, 50 cents more per lunch. We think about that for the year. You know, that that can add up, and it's just, wow, you know, we thought it was this, this lower price. So, Amy, uh, share with our listeners, what was Haas' response when you learned of that?
1: So, when they explained the mistake, and, you know, innocent mistake, it was kind of brought to us, is that something maybe you could help join in <laughs> to make this easier on our teachers, and without reservation— we, I just knew in my heart this is something that our families would want to do because our money is there for these type of situations. And like Helen mentioned, to love on our staff, <clears throat> absolutely, no questions. And, you know, spoke to our financial advisor <laughs> within our HASA group, and sure. and she agreed completely. This was a great way for our funds to go and give those teachers a little maybe reassurance that, okay, it's not going to be so rough if that is a, an issue at this time. So, there was no question. We were thrilled to help and r- yes. we're happy that they're happy. So. so,
0: well, within the staff climate, there's this like really celebratory attitude about the staff salads. I don't know how much you hear about they're the so staff good. salad. They really I are I really great. like
1: one.
3: Kudos to Mr. <laughs> Daly. Yes.
0: Yeah, he needs a shout out. He is our mm-hmm. cafeteria manager and, and kitchen director and just, yeah, he's awesome. And so actually today is Oktoberfest at school. And so I, I was telling the students on announcements, like, I know that you have no way of knowing this, but there's no school that has Oktoberfest for lunch, right? right. You know, and, and so there are Bavarian pretzel rolls and a burger and- They're yeah, trying it was, it was,
1: sauerkraut. Yes. Yes.
0: Yeah, I love it. I love it. But I, I brought out the staff salad because, you know, I'll see them circulating around the building as people go to get their salad. And and they really do know that this is then offered a, you know, a lower price for them, which is just something people feel appreciated and valued. So it seems simple enough, just in some ways as a snack card would, but it really helps people know- at Helen to borrow your words, that they are seen, that they are loved, you know, and that's that's beautiful. Well, all right. So one other thing from Hasa, and then we'll switch gears from kind of more of a parent-led um, initiative. But I was thinking a little bit about something we used to do before COVID. So I haven't seen it yet, but I know the Hasa meetings have just started to talk about bringing it back, which is some after-school enrichment for our younger grades. So for us, we have a lot going on for our older grades, which our parents listening would know that already. So grades five through eight have a wealth of opportunities in, in different ways, but less so for K to fours. So Amy, I know that you're not really holding the reins on the direct planning, but what are you aware of currently? What's what's kind of afoot for the, the goal there?
1: Good question, especially with Liz here, because Liz, this was her baby before this. This is her thing. So oh, I got to hear about what yeah, you ran. Yeah, so I don't we, think I've learned really that We really do need to have Liz speak on the previous oh, and I'll absolutely. share the future.
4: Oh, that's great. Yeah, so kind of exactly what you said, just that need for those younger kids who, you know, they're working hard, sitting in school all day and they need an outlet too. Um, so yeah, I just kind of came up with, some ideas to do after school clubs. We are asking parents if they had special gifts or skills, anything from karate to baking. Or so we
0: actually ran a karate club. I didn't know that yet. Yeah, there I was, was a, karate. There
4: was a lot of. I'm trying to think. One of the dads came. Okay, in, that's opinion, awesome.
0: Did that. um, I did karate when I was young. I remember loving it. Yeah, <laughs> you might be yeah. tapped.
3: Yeah. Oh <laughs> exactly. yes, there Watch you go. Out. Now here I am, <laughs> karate coach. Yeah,
4: but yeah, I mean, it was purely done through Sign Up Genius, okay. kind of, and. um, you know, just we had to make flyers and kind of get the word out sure. um, for the teachers and kids. And so, um, yeah, it was mainly parent-led is really how it So was I interrupted done. your
0: memory, though, of a few others. So we had karate and baking. Do you remember baking, a few others that were we offered? We like Bible, Bible,
4: Bible
2: study. There was a um, Bible study. There were soccer shots. There was euchre um, and cards. There, coding, there was— Nice. The Science yeah, Center came in and yeah. did something. Science Central came wow. in. Wow. And Liz, give yourself more credit. It was a large a undertaking. Big undertaking. <laughs> yeah. The well, parents that had your... done it. 15 years ago, had never, it had never been tried again. And Liz took it, organized the whole thing, and then kind of came to the parents, like, here's your spreadsheet with your students, with what times, like, it was, it was a so lot. Are, so our nice parents listening organized. know,
0: you know, that I have one year of experience, so I'm still learning. I had no idea it had that level of depth. So mm-hmm. again, thank you. Generosity bringing life. There's things to right. thank you for that I didn't even know. <laughs> yes. That's And it incredible. filled up
3: every
4: session. Oh, within 30 seconds. Yeah, yeah like there the night like of sign-up, was yeah. like full. Wow. So well, it, it showed need. the need, yeah, mm-hmm. and how much right. people wanted that for their kids. And a lot of times it would even get, you know, some of the kids who are going to after-school care. Right. It gave them a, a free opportunity to, mm-hmm. like, go and, you know, enrich on some skill or I something. I love hearing about the
0: wealth of difference offered, right? So if a child <laughs> really needs that physical outlet, that would have been karate. Yeah, If they're called <laughs> to right. baking, which I, I cannot bake anything. I mean, I can just <laughs> bake a fire, which I don't think that's even verbally <laughs> correct, but— Anyway, you know. I ran
3: that class. It was
1: (laughs) quite interesting. Sugar rush.
0: Yes. No, but but I love that and that we have our faith directly with it with the Bible study. But you think about even something that we could overlook that's really fun for kids, euchre, right? And growing up, by the way, in Baltimore, I had never heard of euchre until oh, I it's met Midwest my wife. Thing, yeah, it's yeah, definitely Midwest. So I'm, I, I needed to be like retrained because, you know, we, we were living in Baltimore for a while and visiting. And like every time we would visit, somebody would retrain me on euchre. So like, there I actually go. need the app. No, I've, I've learned it now, but <laughs> well, I like that it's a great though. game, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Amy, what are we thinking about? And I know, again, you don't have a direct like.
1: Well— my hands are in it, yeah. so, um, but the the chairs who are running it are looking at some of the previous activities because they were really well enjoyed and loved, and but they're also looking for some other things like a cooking class. There are some companies in town who like teach Great. kids to make a meal, maybe sure, and still more the Bible study type thing. Um, <clears throat> just trying to rack my brain: Do I have any talents I could offer these poor children? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm at a blank. But there are so many talented families that yes. you know willing to come in. I think a, a Dad taught like coding type things with the computer mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. So they want all those things because the younger kids, they do struggle to find their niche maybe. So this is kind of carrying on basically what Liz already started.
0: Well, when we think about God's presence in our school, so like some of these are, are kind of almost self-obvious and that, okay, we're going to have a Bible study. So mm-hmm. the Lord is obviously in sacred scripture and he gave us scripture. So we we know that. But I think about how many parents have stepped forward to make this, you know, a real thing. That is definitely a sign of the fruits of the Holy Spirit. It's a sign, it's an observable behavior, which is what the fruits are of God's, of someone who's allowed God's grace to be effective in their lives, which is really something you've all done. But hearing about our parents who have helped with that, it it truly shows God. So that's a perfect segue into something we're doing now this fall, which I really was excited to thank you all for and to share because I think it's a model that uh, has just started, but I hope it's one that will, you know, bring a lot of life for us for years to come yet. So we've got our Parent Formation Nights, And again, we all know about it, but for for our listeners. So this is a new effort. And Father Dan, who is our pastor, was really generous to actually make this required as a pilot effort for our kindergarten and our sixth grade families. But it really came from our parents. So we we have something called Coffee and Conversation, where parents can come in and kind of share what some of their hopes are for the school. And one consistent hope we heard, and Robin, you really spoke to this in the COVID era, people did not have the chance to meet one another or even to come into the building. And some of the ways we kind of normalized school life for a long time were not there. And so for a parent, I think that that was yet another pain in this saga that that we all lived through. Uh, but so an effort to actually have a chance to meet one another, kind of coupled with some some efforts on staff that we really want to have specific formation opportunities for parents. So um, I really need to thank Helen and Liz and Robin, who have been lead planners on this. And Amy, you've you've already stepped in and helped out. So I really thought it'd be great to just kind of ask any of you to kind of talk about your role in it, and you know we've had a few of these now. We have more coming up in a few weeks. So what are some things that you've done to to help bring these to fruition? And hopefully, one of the the questions that I think's on our hearts is, what have we loved about it? and And I can share my own perspective in a minute. but i I want to invite, you know, maybe Helen or Liz or, or Robin to start with that.
2: I liked being there for both nights. I think seeing the kindergarten and then also seeing the sixth grade. They're two totally different topics. You know, one can be a little bit heavier with the parent panel for sixth grade. Yes. And then, but even kindergarten, it was, you know, the books in your home and things. So it's like I took the list of books and compared it to books I had. So I felt like even though they were two totally different age ranges, there was still that information that was great. Um, Also, it was really neat, I think more in the kindergarten one, to see the parents that had never...
0: Met one another. Met. Right. And to
2: see people actually exchanging numbers and, like, staying at the end um, as couples, I think that's really important. You know, we are all really lucky and blessed to have known each other for many years now. Our kids are all getting older. Sure. And then— To still have that established through COVID was really nice, to still have friends to text and get with and stuff. These parents, they just never had that chance. And so they need to establish those relationships in these young grades, especially kindergarten. By the time you get to sixth, everybody pretty much knew each other at the sixth grade night, which was fine. Sure. Um, You're there for kind of a different reason, I think, at that point. Um, A little bit
0: deeper content.
2: Absolutely. Uh, So I personally liked seeing the parents mingling in the kindergarten one. And then, you know, staying later. Well, and- so for the kindergarten
0: one, that was really fun. Liz, you worked on some icebreaker questions. So we all kind of know like those those public events that might feel a little mm-hmm. awkward for some of us, or all of us even, and but you made it not that way with these. So tell us a little mm-hmm. bit about that.
4: Yeah. So for for me, icebreakers, I mean, I always try to pull faith into anything that I do. Amen. And yes, so I love it. I was like, you know what, what better way to like Share each other's faith because I think there's nothing better than learning from other families and other parents what they're doing in their home or inspirational things that you can take home with you. So um, I'm sure you've heard of the typical icebreaker. One of them is, you know, you have M&Ms, different colors, and whatever M&M's you draw, you have to answer a question based oh, on sure, that color. Right. So just kind of a, a forceful way to share a little
0: bit of your life. <laughs> well, also a fun way, honestly. Yes. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Guided. Yes. And you
4: to eat some MMs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, but no, yeah. So all of the questions were just kind of based around faith. So, you know, sharing, you know, what is your favorite um saint? Or do you have a special tie to a certain saint? Or What's a favorite Catholic tradition that mm-hmm. you guys do in your family? Yes. Or, um, you know, just different things like that that people can kind of share and learn about. So it's not just like, where did you grow up? But something a little <laughs> right. deeper right off the right off the
0: bat. So I think that was really great. the kind of Conversation cool. was really rich that night. And, you know, I had that wonderful privilege of serving in kind of an MC role, but I got to witness some of that. So it was really just special to see our parents enjoying one another's company. But I think your vision facilitated that. Also, a vision that facilitated it was some of the generosity and the decoration and the bar set up and the food. So, I have told a lot of people I have never seen our cafeteria look this good. No. And I, for me, that's yeah. true, right? I mean, I've only been here for a year and um, we've had a lot of fun with like the stage and the play and things. And so the stages look great, really, but like our cafeteria was transformed. So, Helen, I think that was kind of what your uh, direct uh, role was. So, walk us through that a little bit.
3: Yeah. I mean, I just felt like if we're going to ask families to come, it needs to be a little more special than just the cafeteria. Um, And fortunately, we were at a season where um, we had lots of sunflowers in my family's garden. Yes, (laughs) Um, But I really hope to um, have every session just be a little special. Um, Having adult beverages obviously makes it special to begin with. Um, But just, you know, tablecloths on the table and just making people feel special. I had a kindergarten parent say, we had charcuterie plates at every table. And she said, I could have eaten the whole thing. <laughs> yes, that's <laughs> uh, awesome. But I think the feedback from families has been just motivating and um, encouraging. There's, you know, um, everyone is excited about them. And so that gets me excited to yeah. to up the ante a little bit and make it nice and still, you know, simple at the same time, welcoming.
0: Yes. So. And that's that's kind of where the, the title seemed to just come, I, I hope, from the Holy Spirit to me, was that there has been a lot of life. From this generosity that our campus has received. And some of that can even be from the thoughtfulness and the planning for the decor. And and that's something that I probably wouldn't have thought of on my own. You know, it's I Helen's think, gift. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's but the sunflowers are really blood. cool. They were mm-hmm. awesome. That made me think of St. Julie Billiard, who uh, when I taught high school in Maryland, she was the foundress of the order that ran the high school. And she has this really famous um, I suppose several quotes, but they're all about our faith needs to be like a sunflower, which is continually turning with the light. And that's what we're called to do with God. And so she really made that—she actually wrote about it extensively to draw, you know, various parallels with how we would, you know, reenact what a sunflower does. But I thought—I know that you didn't know that, but I I thought about that a lot (laughs) when we were were there, uh, and it was great. And Robin, to your point, I think some of the icebreakers were used very heavily for the kindergarten families, and they were really enjoying that. And you mentioned that some were even, like, you know, exchanging numbers— but I think even for the sixth grade, you know we we know that we might have a certain familiarity, and some parents know each other very well, but some didn't know each other quite as well. And so that w- that still enabled some of that earlier conversation, I think, you know, to bear good fruit. So we're excited. we've had uh, we've had two of these, one one each for kindergarten and sixth grade. We have more to come in October and November, and uh, I'm very hopeful the Lord might allow this to be a model because I think one of the ways we take our faith seriously in our community is that we want, Anybody in our community, students, of course, are, are the major focus of the school, but our staff and, and our parents to have opportunities to grow in their faith too. So yeah, it's been really fun. I, I really do think that the uh, decor and hearing that people have enjoyed <laughs> it is is really great. So awesome. Well, I think for HASA, what are some things that we're, we're still thinking of yet for, for the year to come, even oh, if we don't have, like, direct plans yet? Oh, goodness.
1: Are, no, we've got a lot. Actually, this coming weekend is our trunk retreat, which Robin chairs, and it's so fun. We get a lot of parents out there with their trunks open, ready to dress in a, some sort of costume or whatever theme and thrill the families that come in. And, and Robin shared with me, too, this is my first year joining in. I'm very oh, excited to do it. But um, this is <clears> not <throat> just for St. Vincent's families. Share that, Robin. It's so cool. so That's a few years, yeah,
2: a few years ago, um we had met with um like Debbie Blackburn and some people from the parish, yes, trying to figure out ways that we can incorporate everybody into events. And within hasa, that can be tricky at times because we do stuff within the school um that wouldn't necessarily involve religious ed children as sure. well. right. Um, but a trunk or treat was something that we had been talking about for years, and it just had never really done it. And then three. Gosh, no, five years ago, this is the fifth one, we decided to just go for it. And when we did it, we, you know, made sure it was a parish-wide event. Um, and it's grown over the years. Last year was, I mean, we probably had a 1,000 children. It was so crazy, if not more. Yeah, and not just incredible. from our community, yeah, from just, the neighborhood. Just driving right. people and just who happen people to driving by. by. Right.
3: It's really right. lovely. It's yep. a great outreach as yep. well. So we put
2: it on Facebook as an event, and it's open to the public. So yes. that always helps. I think right now it's up over, like, 300 Interested, which means it'll probably right. be double or triple. Which
0: is great. I think after you've served as HASA president, mm-hmm. you get a complimentary marketing degree from whatever institution of <laughs> oh, your <she's> choice, <laughs> you wish. She's got it all right? going on. When I
2: started our <laughs> Facebook page, I think had thirty likes wow. or thirty like followers. I we're up I almost mean, six hundred or something. I was gonna now. say it's
0: hundreds. It's that's, crazy. Wow. Right. Right. Well, and so that's yeah, a great you've, outlet for earned that. It.
2: Right. But no, the trunk or treat's great and we've knock on wood. We've always been blessed with fantastic weather. And I think and we're this weekend have it, again. it looks Absolutely. like fifty five and that's, sunny.
1: It doesn't get much better than that.
0: Oh, that's great. Um
2: so that's well, the
1: trunk retreat. So that's so Yeah, that's this weekend. Mm-hmm. And then we have we ha- treat our staff to some exciting things during uh parent teacher conferences. <clears throat> We've got lunches we're working on. We've got St. Nicholas shop or Santaland shopping Mm -hmm. that's underway and has been underway. So big, exciting things still yet to come this calendar year.
0: On all of that, you know, to me, and this is something we really want to do for our listeners, think about, well, why is this God, right? And so I I think it becomes evident when we're physically present in the conversation. And I think that gets uh, really relayed in the podcast is that you hear the life that this has created. So just thinking a little bit about the trunk or treat people will just pull in like, what? This this energy, what's happening here? Like, I need to see what this is, right? But I feel like that that's been something that's gone on for our school is that as we plan these things, as you've all given so much of your time and your leadership, so many people have been affected by that and it has brought further life. And so that's really the Christian call. You know, if we think about that generosity is something that certainly Christ showed us. So, um, you know, the the way that we find God from the generosity that you live is just so evident. I really wanted to to thank you all for that. I thought I'd make one note, too, for a listener. If, if you happen to be really in tune with the fruits of the Holy Spirit, because I think some listeners out there for Spoke Street might be, they might say, well, you know, there's nine fruits of the Holy Spirit. And they might think about goodness and joy and peace and go through the list. But, you know, generosity may not immediately uh, come to mind. I just wanted to make that note that our catechism does actually recognize 12 fruits of the Holy Spirit. So generosity is one of them. And the fruits, again, are the observable behaviors of people who, who have allowed God's grace to be effective in their lives. And so, if we think about that, they're actually observable behaviors of God. If you see somebody living a fruit, that's God's grace at work and their own choice at work. You know, God wants us to partner with Him. And so, it's a way of really seeing Him on our campus. So, it's pretty beautiful. And I just, you know, again, want to thank you all. And, you know, as we think about, kind of where we go with each episode. We always want to leave two tips for family life. I'm stealing that from Father Patrick Hake. I don't know if any of you know Father Patrick, but he is famous for two tips. So I I don't know if you've encountered him, but apparently any homily he gives, he will always or perhaps at the end of the Mass. I don't know if it's actually part of the homily. I'll have to ask him because I've I've heard, I've talked to him about the two tips idea. So I'm borrowing from him, but uh, it's a really cool way of thinking about what might we take from this. So Thinking about generosity, we wanted to talk a little bit about uh, two ways that families could respond. So, parents, one way about the the model of generosity that our group here has said is how can we be generous to our own family, whatever the size of our family. So, you know, our own direct children, or our extended family, or if you're listening and you're not a parent, um, we're all born with some kind of family structure and and some extended family that we could turn to. Or friends become family. So, I I think you all are wonderful models of this. But you know, does anything come to mind? Because I, I have a few that I think share. So, like. We're obviously called within our faith to lead our children in prayer and to really lead with the faith. And so there's a certain generosity in that. But I've even thought about, you know, my kids are younger than your own. And there's there can be a lot of families I've met who will talk about the workload of very young children. You all have lived that. You know that's real, right? And so the workload sometimes can be tiring and, you know, oh, I just got to get through this night. I'm so tired. But really the Lord would invite us to say like every night is an opportunity to actually be at a deeper level with your own children and, and thereby with your spouse, even if your spouse has to work at night. So where can you even, you know, maybe plan an intentional, and if you have very young children, you're not, you're not going to be at the level of a game <laughs> night or a sport, but is there some little game you can play or a family walk or something like that? So have have you ever thought of that? Have you ever thought of something in your family lives where you knew you were trying to be more generous? perhaps to your spouse or to your children directly. I think you live it so profoundly that you probably do this actually at every second of your lives, but you, you just haven't actually articulated it because it's just kind of part and parcel of the way you approach family life. But does something come to mind of, you know, I think for me, that would be the one tip I would really give a family of very young children would be the tiredness is real. That will be normal for every parent. You know, maybe some are slightly better at enduring that sleep deprivation than others. But, you know, even at a very young age, that family walk can be one way you can you can be intentional to bond. And once they start crawling, you know, you can start creating games, right? right. Like you can crawl with them and figure things out. And I remember uh, our oldest, once he could actually like kind of sit up and kind of bat at a ball. I'm like, I can play with you now. Like this is so cool. You know, because at first, you know, obviously when they're brandly, uh, brand newly born, that's not so much what they can do. but. <laughs> Yeah. So has anything come to your mind about just something you've you've planned for your children? It doesn't have to be about the faith directly. I think that's the whole point, right? That we say, I'm going to help you pursue this sport or this, perhaps an instrument they're talented in, singing, whatever it might be. And in doing that, you're living that generosity. So, or, if, or for your spouse, maybe there's been something.
1: I will jump in. I know initially I thought... <laughs> that it meant we all had to have a sit-down meal, and we had to talk about our day. And sometimes that worked, but I had to quickly learn. I had to give up control, and that's not exactly what God has in plan for us. Sure. So we have now, and I would say this has probably been the last couple of years, especially since my college daughter has moved home recently, that we find our time together that's valuable is throwing a football in the backyard. Yeah. It sounds silly. Yeah. I am really bad at it, mm-hmm. but it's brought joy. It's brought fun. My husband works a lot of hours and is gone so funny, we FaceTime him in yes. from the OR, oh, I love and he watches it. me really fumble, but it's brought joy uh, each and every day. Weather can play an issue, but sure. if it's not outside, we're inside shooting hoops in the living room, but Hey, to okay, make it but, work. You know, we've broken it. things, but their memories, and it has brought our family much, much, much closer, even over probably the last six months. Yes. It's been an intention that we're trying really hard with, and it's it's really proven to be Beneficial and healthy.
0: That is so so beautiful to hear. And it makes me think of uh, one of the presentations, you know, Matthew Kelly puts out a ton of content, but I happen to catch one of his like shorter clips. And he talks a lot about carefree timelessness, that if we have that that. in our relationships, those relationships are the ones that grow. And even Christ had that at times, Mm -hmm. you know, with the apostles and some of his other friends. So. I think carefree timelessness can include a broken lamp. Worse. I love it. That's, <laughs> That's great.
1: Twice now, the lamp. Has been broken.
0: <laughs> I think okay. it's wonderful it's okay. because you really <laughs> are seeing that there's something more important, right? That yeah. the the joy it creates. It's created. been worth it. So <laughs> throwing a football is actually a real way of being yeah. generous to your family. That's great. Any other examples come to mind?
4: Um, I'll share. I think um, clearly having generosity in your time is huge. Um, Obviously, we have seven children. It's very, very difficult to give everybody all the attention that they need. So um, we just try to be intentional about some individual time. And whether it be even trying to, you know, I need to run to the Walgreens or the grocery or whatever. Well, I'll take, you know, one or two kids with me. And even just riding in the car, getting some focused, you Mm -hmm. know, conversation time is huge. And it's not like some master plan game or some thought out, like, lesson. It's just, like, just a little bit of attention and time and that they got pulled away, you know.
0: Well, and you're time. actually being generous, though, in the time you have, right? So this is what we have right now. And and it still is, therefore, very good, mm-hmm. right? And that car ride can actually be one of the probably the best times to talk, you know. So oh, yeah. and I think that matters for a listener out there of, you know, what's your family size and what your structures are. But there's a way to be generous, whether it be throwing a football or basketball inside or through that car ride so those are two great examples we can we can move on to one other tip but i want to invite helen and robin if there's something that springs to mind within your family as well
2: i mean i, I was just, just thinking, thinking your thursday mornings oh, oh yeah right. our family
3: um, has a assigned holy hour from 6 to 7 on thursday mornings and i would say probably the most unholy Time of our day might be 5.45, Um, but it's really lovely to be there with them. And then afterwards we go to breakfast and um, just that time, I really, we really don't talk on the way to Holy Hour. Everybody's waking Um, up. Yes. Yes. And I've learned just don't say anything. And, and they all do beautiful things. One draws and just, they, they're just, it's really sweet. And then when we go to breakfast, they're just ready to talk about lots of things. and so. It, While well, it's a challenge to get up that early, and it makes for a very long Thursday, the fruits are definitely worth it.
0: Mind, well, you're being really generous, even though you have obviously when you're when you're making the joke there about 5:45. <laughs> there's some struggle. All of us who wake up children get that, right? <laughs> but you're seeing, you're being really generous to your kids, and they actually are responding once they're awake. You know, yeah. and that's pretty beautiful. Cool, love it, great.
2: For us, really simple and basic. We are very lucky that we do get to travel a lot with um, my husband's work. He's gone a lot. So that family connection time, trying to be intentional, can be tricky. We reconnect on family vacations. We do a couple a year, and that seems to help with our family. We don't do a lot of technology, and we definitely don't do it on vacation.
0: Yeah. Well, um, and I think that's the creativity, right? So Mm -hmm. when we think about how can we respond to hearing your generosity bringing life, Parents can really plan to be more generous, and there's so many different contexts we just heard, which is really cool. And so anyone listening would have to decide for their own family, but there's a way to do that no matter how seemingly big or small, you know, it it might be. So another tip, two tips, Father Patrick, thank you again (laughs) for letting me steal that. He doesn't know that he's letting me do that, but I know that he is also generous and will let me uh, borrow his charism there. But so there's being generous within the family and to our own children, but then being generous beyond the family, right? So how do we share that? Which, of course, this entire episode has been about, and you all have modeled in in so many beautiful ways. So we have a lot of examples there. But I think one really important point stood out when we were talking kind of even before we came on the air and even during, a little bit about the snack cart. And and that might sound silly because, you know, it's – here's this – but it's not silly. I mean, it's actually a generous – it's literally moving through the school. You can follow the Holy Spirit, right? But the point that a parent who really is saying, I'm not at a time when I can figure out how to give service, how to give time, you know, maybe I'm at a point where I really can't give, you know, even a $100 donation is beyond the means right now. Well, you can buy a thing of Rice Krispie Treats or Pop-Tarts or muffins or whatever the theme is, right, and share that. And that is something that, again, seems simple, but... We have the benefit of actually seeing the cart in motion. And I think that's one of the things about generosity is we don't always see the fruit of it immediately. Sometimes we do. I think for the parent information nights, you know, we had the privilege of seeing families enjoy meeting one another and sharing phone numbers. And, and that was really cool. But I think for anyone in education, and parents are the primary educators, so we're all in that, the fruit of what we're really trying to do comes, you know, down the line. So I would just encourage any listener to say, okay, well, you know, the classic argument is go to a soup kitchen. And if you can do that, that's beautiful. Go, great. Do a habitat build. Okay, if you can do that, great. But, you know, you might have very young children who really can't from obvious safety reasons do anything like that. Does your school have an opportunity? If, and if it doesn't exist, you know, at your school, there might be an opportunity to start one, which could simply be, I'm just going to send in a box of Pop-Tarts. There's no yeah. snack carpet. but let's just start something, right? And, and I think the more we look for things like that, we're living that generosity and it brings life. I also wanted to make sure we close with one uh, just important point on my heart that you all have shown me, and I really wanted to thank you for it and, and share that with the listeners, that generosity brings life for the generous too, right? So somebody who is living out of generosity, you're some of the most joyful people. And, and I really <laughs> want to thank you for that because, you know, when when you're in the ministry, of men at St. Vincent's, I actually am surrounded by joyful people all the time, which is incredible grace. So somebody actually just asked me the other day, how do you feel being the principal? Like, how do you feel? That's an interesting question. I feel blessed, you know, like not that we're problem free, we're certainly not. And we've all had major upheavals, everyone in the nation, in the world through the COVID eras, right? But I do feel really blessed. But but I think there's a lot of people in school leadership and ministry that have to deal with difficult, you know, and, and that still will be a reality for me at times. So the joy you've shared is real, but you choosing to be generous, I think really has shown, I mean, what I see is just it shows this incredible joy it's given you back. And Absolutely. I think that's so important yes. to remind the listener of, you know? Um,
3: I would say, I mean, it's given us fellowship. It's it's constantly giving back to us as well.
1: Mm -hmm. Awesome. And we've gained big friendships too. So absolutely, and for people
2: who might be scared to walk through the door or scared Mm -hmm. to go to a Hasa meeting or afraid, you just have to start small. And that's what I always tell people. When I started, I would go to meetings and just sit there quietly. (laughs) Sure. And then it slowly builds. And Amy knows we all know this. Um, and then you feel a part of something. That's fantastic and great. I mean, right. when you leave after a day of like volunteering that's in there, it's great. The but <laughs> some people you you know don't have that opportunity and they can still do the small things. Yes. Absolutely. And
0: starting small is something we can do, mm-hmm. which is great. And we
3: need, we, yeah, need we need those. We need small all things. Of it. Lots yeah. of small things to make something great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think
0: that gets in the way in modern American life. We think any any contribution we make must yeah. inherently be great and, and massive mm-hmm. and have this grandeur to it. And it's really just like the Lord calls us to help wherever we can. Right. Right. And just to be generous in what's before us that day. So I think we have some great tips. I really want to truly thank you all. This is great. So Robin, Amy, Helen, Liz, thank you for all you do for St. Vincent's. Thanks for being on today and uh, listeners. We hope you have some great tips and just, we're so grateful for your time. God bless you all. Thank you. Thank you. You've been listening to spirit in the schools. Zach Coyle has been your producer and host. This episode was edited by Tony Marks. And for more information, go to Spokestreet.com slash spirit. Spirit in the schools.